The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Welcome back to Side Peace Show, episode 14. I'm not sure why I have to announce the number of the episode that it is. I think I'm just so freaking thankful and happy to be doing this with you guys. A special call of each episode is needed. And I'm a huge dork, so there's always that. So I was going to tell you about my birthday and how it was the first time we've been out to eat since COVID hit last March. For those of you non-math majors like myself, that's 13 freaking months ago. 13 months ago. But my son once again steals the cake. No pun intended. Okay, so my three-year-old son, Logan, wakes up today and he is so sick. And anyone who has kids or anyone that just has a freaking heart and sees a sick child, it is the absolute worst. Every time he sneezes, it's snot everywhere. Ugh, I'm constantly wiping and disinfecting and steaming and watching him touch and lick and breathe and just be all over his sister like all day, just breathing his delicious germs all over her. So the poor guy doesn't even want to play after lunch. He just wants to go right up to his bed and go to sleep. He doesn't even want to put on clothes. He's so tired and miserable. He said, mommy, this is the worst day ever because I'm sick and don't feel good. I was like, Logan, I know, baby. I'm so sorry, but we at least have to put some underwear on. All of a sudden, he shoots up out of bed like a freaking missile, stands in front of me, pointing, and shouts, Mom, you're so fucking annoying. Um, okay. <laughs> Let me tell you guys. How do I describe it? It's almost like a fart when you hear one really, really loud. The person doesn't mean to do it. I mean, most of the time, they don't even know it's going to happen. Yes, it's wrong. Yes, it's gross. But really, all you want to do is laugh. So I did the obvious thing and quickly turned my back so he wouldn't see me hysterically laughing to myself in the corner. All right, I gained my composure. I grow up and stop being a 12-year-old. I turn to him and say, Logan... We don't use those words. He said, what words? Like zero idea of what he just said to me. So not wanting to rehash the bad words, I said, um, those words. He looks at me and says, like underwear? Okay, sometimes you just got to close the book and throw your kid into bed and walk out of the room and let it be. And that is my effing story of the week for you. Now it's time for Side Stealers of the Week. Jersey. Gina Marie. The medium? Um, okay. In all of these years with Dolores on, I have never seen her cry. You tell her David, her boyfriend, isn't the one for you. They're going to break up. And she's cooler than a cucumber in my cucumber spinach vodka smoothie. Um, Calm Dolores, we all know. We've all seen. But then 
Then you tell her one of her dogs that passed is sending a message to her and she loses it? Okay, A, Gina, you're amazing. How? Like, how? And two, please at me. I need you on side piece immediately. I also have a little other side stealer from Jersey, Joey Gorga. All right, his old school cook for me, wifey, clean, take care of me. That whole mentality drives me absolutely freaking bonkers. But hot damn, Joey Gorga. I mean, in the end, I love him so because he just really, really loves his wife. And that anytime, any week will always be a side stealer for me. Dallas. This is a tie. Do you remember Charles, the Bigfoot hunter? Well, now we have him again this week. The Bigfoot hunter is back and he's twerking. Yes, twerking. The Bigfoot hunter Charles is twerking. Words I never ever thought I would be saying in my entire life. Then it's also though Court, Cam's husband. When he says in their interview, sitting next to Cam, yes, yes, we are a team. Cameron, we do whatever Cam wants to do as a team. I lost it. This poor guy, man, you gotta love Court and the pink world that he has to live in every single day. And that wraps up my side stealers of the week. What else is hot and happening in Bravo world, you ask? Hot Lana. Cynthia's Friendsmas White Elephant Gift Exchange, bringing something valued at a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars? Okay, clearly bringing my $25 Panera gift card would not work for these ladies. And Drew, I so love you, Drew, but all of this profit and Latoya, you're like Kenya with Strippergate. Sometimes you just gotta let it go. Like, let it go, girl. Let it go. And um, bravo. Hello. Did you just try to casually slide in a Real Housewives of Potomac new season teaser? I had to replay that goodness three different times to be sure I was actually seeing what I was seeing. Uh, holy crap. Holy crap. I can't freaking wait. Below deck. So Gary is telling Sydney he wants to have sex, not with her, but with Allie. And Sydney is still saying, I know you want to have sex with somebody else, but I still want to be with you. I want to marry you and let's have babies. Sydney, girl, come on. You got to keep it cool. You got to keep it cooler than that. No one wants a stage five clinger. And that wraps up the hotness happening in Bravo world. Have I told you lately that I love you? Thank you so much for listening and all the messages you send and subscribing and rating and your amazing reviews that I can't get enough of. And thank you also for telling all of your friends to listen and subscribe, rate and review as well so we can together celebrate all of the entertaining and delicious parts of Side Piece Show. You can find me at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W. And yes, I still have to actually read it every single time so I don't mess up. 
Thank you again. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for all the amazing support. And I will see you next Wednesday. My guest today, the greatest Shaz-tastic husband around. The love of Reza's life. Yep, the one and only, the man whose beard is as fabulous as his heart, Adam Neely. All right, you guys, today, he is the husband of all husbands, smart, funny, sexy as hell. Yep, you guys guessed it. It is the <laughs> one, the only, Adam <laughs> Neely. Hello. Hi, Adam. Hey, Melissa. So amazing to freaking see you. You look just as amazing as I picture it. Oh, stop it. <laughs> How are you? I'm amazing. How are you? I'm much better now that I get to see you. Like, I've been so excited for this. I think we talked months ago, and I have been waiting for, like, months for this day to happen. Oh, so am I. Because, like, I don't interview with anyone, and I read your email. I was like, she seems so sweet and so genuine. <laughs> Let me yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then probably you enjoyed my email last night at like late at night. I'm like, I don't care. I'm emailing him right now to tell him how excited I am to see him tomorrow. To be honest with you, I when I get emails like that before an interview, it it really warms my heart because it just you come across so genuine in your email and uh -huh. seeing you face to face, you seem even more genuine. Uh -huh. And I just love those like heartfelt emails. It just like really touches me and does something that nobody ever does to me it's like getting a note or a letter like that it's just like wow thanks. oh well adam first of all thank you so much that was the nicest thing ever but now if you like my emails i wrote a little poem for you please tell me <laughs> okay from small town oklahoma to the big loud blingy persian world into this crazy tv show he was hurled and from the moment his beard and his smile hit the show. We all fell in love with you, Adam. I hope you know. Oh man, that's so sweet. I love it. Good, I oh my gosh. You know, we're so excited. You know, I was, sometimes I'm always like, you guys, Adam's coming on. What do you wanna ask? I have a hundred things I wanted to ask. Everybody, of course, was just asking like how you and Reza even got hooked up in the first place. Oh my God, okay, well, we met at the gym, <laughs> like any gay scenario. <laughs> That's actually how we met. It wasn't like sparks immediately. It's like, I was like, who is this dark, handsome gentleman, like doing cardio? And so I, I went up to him, just started talking to him. Because ironically, the day before, I came across a picture on Facebook. And I was like, oh, who's that? I think I see him at the gym. Oh, he knows my friend. So I go up to him while he's doing cardio. He's like sweating, dripping, and you know, any hot, steamy scenario. <laughs> but it literally happened. And I was just like, um, I think you're friends with my friend. And he's like, who? I don't know that person. And so from there on, it was just sparks. <laughs> no, wait, like literally, like from yeah. the get-go, you guys really, it was sparks. You hit it off, everything. We hit it off at the time I was seeing someone else. And then it's just like, 
you just know. It's just like, I ended that relationship not to get with Reza. Right. But it just kind of like evolved and the pieces just fell into place and everything was just like <gasps> perfect, so to speak. Oh my gosh. Wait a minute. So you had recognized him from your friend. So yes. had you not seen Shaz prior? Oh, this is way before Shaz. This was, we just had our 10 year date anniversary. We've been together for uh, 10 years and a few days now. <laughs> Are you kidding me? First of all, congratulations, 10 years? 10 years, yeah. Holy We've been together, yeah, April 6th, uh, 2011 was our very first date. He took me to a vegan restaurant in Silver Lake and it was just great. It was just like super chill and we got to know one another and we both realized that we like to do the same things. And it was just, we both genuinely took an interest in each other's lives. It was perfect. It wasn't like anything raunchy or nasty. It was just right. like genuine, which, which is amazing because you don't find that very often in LA because in, wow. in LA, it's just like everyone's kind of like fake and surface and totally. you immediately hit it off. <clears throat> Wait a minute. Okay, so this was pre, I can't believe 10 years, Adam. That's so amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And everything that we, you know, have seen you guys go through. So Shaw's comes up then. Yeah. So then how did you feel about doing it and putting your life out there? So in the very beginning, I was against being on TV because I had just graduated college. I had just started working for Ryan Murphy and I was like, Ryan Murphy, reality TV, like, right. and I didn't want to be portrayed negatively at work based on something that someone saw on TV. So right. um, it wasn't until season two that I finally agreed to it. And that's how everything just kind of started. It's like, so I was around season one, but I was behind the camera during that time. So anytime they were filming a group scene or an event, I would go to the event, but I would be away from the camera. So what made you finally say, okay, I'll do it? I don't know. It's like I was ready to take the next step in our relationship. And, and so we, we chatted, we talked, we wanted to go move in together. And so we had moved in together. And that's when I had finally agreed to be with him on the show. And it's just been like one fun ride. I, just one thing after the next. It's been a great time with him just being on the show. Just being on the show. And then we saw your parents get introduced. And that yeah. whole, I mean, that was a lot, right? How are your parents with it now? I mean, it's been so long, but. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. My father is the funniest person. So growing up, I didn't have that great of a relationship with my father because he was never home, worked, worked for the government. So he's always away in a different country. After he met Reza, our whole relationship changed for the better. He's like, he calls me up and he's like, oh, how are you doing? How's my favorite son-in-law doing? When you're all going to come up for a visit, it was just the show and Reza, Reza particularly has really helped my relationship with my father evolve into something better. And that's, that's been amazing. It's just been like zero complaints. He calls me up nonstop just to say hello. Aww. And my father loves, he loved being on TV. He's, he went on to, on a deep sea fishing trip with one of my brothers and these people, they go up to him. It's like, are you Adam's dad? No. Stop. Was he like, actually, yes. Do you want to get a picture? Yes. yes. No. <laughs> oh, yes. Verbatim. I wasn't there, but according to my father, that's how it went down. No, he actually said that. 
Yes, and he, they came out here for a visit a few years ago and we drove them out to Palm Springs. So anytime we were, like people would start staring, <laughs> like, oh, do you want a picture? Come over here, let's get your picture. And it was, my father loves it. My mom's more of a conservative person. Right. She's always like, oh, people are gonna like, like try to like hurt you or do things to you and you gotta watch out for that. I mean, it comes with the territory, right. but- She's a mama bear. What do you want? Yeah, she's a warrior. She's the biggest warrior. Oh my but, God, I love that about your dad. He's like, Adam, Reza, please get out of the picture. My fans are here. <laughs> That's amazing. So funny. Especially my- like the Oklahoma. They're from Oklahoma. This is not their world at all. I mean, when you were like, I'm coming on TV, mm-hmm. were they just like, what are you doing? Not so much. Like they were just kind of like, Okay, like they they didn't really understand. They didn't grasp the concept. They probably thought, oh, he's in the background walking by. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, here's a fun fact that nobody knows and it just popped in my head. Do you remember the Tyra Banks show? Yeah. I was on that show for uh, Hot Guys with Small Dogs. No. I swear. Shut up. I swear. So when I was on the show, I told my mom and dad, I was like, oh, hey, I'm going to be on the show with, with my dogs. And they're like, what? And they didn't understand it at all. Oh, thank God. I was I was hoping that you were going to say that there were actual dogs with me and it wasn't you oh, know, were. small there- dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That I had I had two pugs, um, a boy and a girl, and and they wanted me to come on to the show with them, and so I agreed to, and it was just it was a fun time, and they just didn't grasp the concept. They're always like, "Oh, TV, it's so Hollywood," and right. they have a perception in in their head about what LA is about based off what they see on TV, and I was like, "It's not like that at all. It's just like I'm literally on TV. I'm chill. I'm not going to change." and it's just been great. It's just, they love it. You know, I enjoy it. It's just been a fun ride so far. So Reza's a realtor and you said you're in TV. Yeah. yeah. So what do you do in TV? Another fun fact that not a lot of people know is that my real job is I'm an editor. Because you never really see me editing on TV because what I'm editing is high profile shows. Right. And so I would have to get a lot of clearance to be able to show this footage. And it's like, I can't. Yeah, it's not it's worth like, it. Yeah, so I was working at Ryan Murphy's. Like, am I going to show footage, unseen footage of Glee and American Horror Story? Totally. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know you're an editor. I thought for some reason you were a producer. I didn't know you're an editor. I don't mind having the title as a of a producer, but I'm not a producer, unfortunately. But maybe one day, one no, day. No, editing, are you kidding me? You're the one that makes it look hot and sexy. I mean, that's, hmm. editors, I feel like, don't get enough credit. I mean, they are what makes the show come together. And because it's funny, it's people like, editor, what's that? Are you a writer? I'm like, no, it's like what you see on TV is what I put piece together for you to be able to watch it. Are you a writer? <laughs> no, I said I'm an editor. <laughs> Am I speaking a different language here? <laughs> like- exactly. When the average American thinks of editor, they're like, oh, you write like a newspaper editor. No. In Hollywood, people know what an editor is. You make and- it happen. Yeah, you bring so, it all together, baby. Long hours, a lot of work, a lot of creativity. It's in a lot of different departments and people come together to piece this masterpiece together. It's amazing just to see it go from start to finish. It's 
Wow. You're incredible for doing that. I mean, those shows aren't easy and they make you, you like editors make it look phenomenal. All right. So you hit on you and Reza and like the 10 years, you know, we, me watching, I mean, I've seen it from the get go, the ups and the downs and all this. So you feel though the show has like gotten you guys closer. I actually don't watch the show, <laughs> but it's like you go through these ups and downs publicly. Right. And, and you see what people are saying about you. You hear it, you read it, and you gotta like take a step back and look at yourself on the inside and just kind of be like, hmm, is there any truth to what people are seeing or what they're saying? And then you gotta decide for yourself, like, how do I make this better? How do I turn the corner so that my partner is my one and only and he's happy, I'm happy, and we, how do we become closer? Right. Because of the show, we've gotten so much closer because you have a lot of people who want to kind of like be on the inside with you. And you gotta learn how to filter those people out and just how to put your wall up and right. just, so it's just you and your partner and nobody else. It's a lot of work. And especially me and Reza, we never wanted to be a statistic of a reality marriage gone wrong. Right. Because there's so many on TV where you see them get married on TV. You see them get divorced on TV. We didn't want to be those people. Right. So, I mean, I feel like you guys, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel you too, especially out of everyone on the show, that your relationship is so much more magnified. Every <laughs> little movement about you two specifically. Yeah. Do you feel that way? At times, at, a lot of times it's very overwhelming because... It's like last season that aired, it was a very dark negative season. And so yeah. you can say one thing and it can be taken out of context and be twisted into something that it never was. And you're like, okay, how did I all of a sudden become a bad person? Because I said something that was one way and it was twisted into another. It's right. just, oh God, there's like so much walking on eggshells when the show is airing or when you're filming. And you just got to be really aware of like these things when you're speaking. And it's taken a lot of trial and error for both of us. And I, I wouldn't say that us particularly, everything is magnified if we do something that the public does not like. Because there, there are a lot of people in the public who actually will agree with the things that we say and do. Right. It's just how is it being twisted or edited? Because that's another thing with being in reality TV and knowing post-production. I know how things would be cut together to make things more dramatic. So then that's also why you see me kind of not necessarily be the quiet person, but be the, be the one who's like more aware, more conscious about what am I saying? What's everyone else saying? So I'm very aware of what I want to say before I actually say it. Because once it's on TV, there's like no coming back to it. Are you kind of, you're sitting there, the camera's on you, but you're always trying to think, okay, how is this going to come across? How are they, my editor people, going to cut it together? But is that yeah. hard? Because it's reality, but in your mind, you're, you know, not trying to put it all, I mean, does that mean that you don't really try to put it out there because you're nervous? That has to be hard for you. Also, it's like, the show isn't about the Persians and the white guy. <laughs> the, the, show is about, <laughs> the show is about Persian friends and I am like the, the plus one, so to speak. And so I know the show isn't about me, so I don't want to take any of the attention away from 
Reza or the other castmates because it's mostly about them. And I'm just kind of like a side story that goes along with Reza. So with that being said, it's like, yeah, I am aware of what I'm going to say. Right. And I do think a lot before I actually say what I want to say. And my nervous, no, I just don't ever want to take the light away from my partner, Reza, or from anyone else. Right. Now, if a scene is about me and about something that I'm doing, then, you know, I'm all open. It's like if it's about gardening or animals, like I'm all in it. And it's like, get out of my way. This is my scene. <laughs> right. <I'm> like, <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so there, there is a lot of give and take when we're filming. Well, I mean, listen, you are anything but just the plus one. Let's just all be clear right here. I mean, Thank you. You are freaking phenomenal. And there's a reason why the way, by the way, that Reza, you guys have been together for 10 years because you're freaking amazing. So you're not just like his side piece, not to freaking say, you know, <laughs> be fun. <laughs> but so you're talking about like the white guy in this Persian world. You know, you're from Oklahoma. When you right. come into this world, Reza, in this Persian world, is there something that was the coolest thing that you've learned from him and his culture that you had not known? Oh my God, all of it. It's just like the elaborate, like setups, get ups, jewelry, everything. It's like the language. It's just like, I can't honestly say that I've ever heard of the language Farsi until I met Reza. You mean they don't speak Farsi in Oklahoma? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, according to some other plus ones on the show, we all speak hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm from Cowland in Ohio, so I get it. Yeah, totally relatable. Just like it's everything about the culture. It's just like it's so colorful and vibrant. And people think, oh, they're Middle Eastern, they're terrorists. But they're more than just a stereotype. It's like you actually like take the time and you learn the culture and you think outside the bubble. And it's just like, wow. It's like the, the Queen of Iran. If you look at some of the royal jewels, you're like, wow, that's beyond beautiful compared to like some of the other royal jewels like the the british jewels it's right. just like oh the totally. it's just they don't even compare it's it's just everything is just like over the top and dramatic for persians and it's just amazing and beautiful and i love all of it the food just everything it's just not one thing it's they do it up baby yeah yeah i mean they the bling the everything everything the way they dress, the way they speak, the way they carry themselves. It's right. just like all that confidence. And especially when all that confidence is into put into one room, it's just like, ooh, where, where do I start? It's just like, wow. Is it a lot being in the room with everybody? I mean, you talk about like Reza and Golnessa. I mean, everybody. Is it just a lot sometimes when you're just even when they're not fighting and, you know, trying to kill each other, just physically being with everybody, is it just sometimes you're like, holy shit. 100. You hit the nail on the head. Me, Reza, Destiny, and Gigi, we all hang out on the regular. And so when we're all together, it's like, I just feel their energy and their energy just kind of like sucks out my energy. And it's just like, oh man, I can't ever interject because everyone's so boisterous. And it's just like, you're like, I got these, I'm here. The white guy here. 
I'm here. And it's so funny at the end of the night, like the next day, I'll be talking to Gigi and she'll be like, you were so quiet last night. Is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, I just, it's hard for me to interject. Like, <laughs> I don't want, it's so hard. It's very hard to interject when everyone is like so dominant in their presence and everyone just wants to speak. And it's a lot. It How is did, a lot. You know, Gigi, you know, we watched you guys go through what you did. How did you guys then come back to now she's one of your closest friends again? Oh, you're talking about when she when I got mauled? <laughs> yeah, when she came after you with her six-inch nails and slashed your face off. By the way, what in the world? Look at you. You were like the sweetest, nicest guy. And you see Golnessa like charging you. What in the world were you even thinking? I was freaked out for you and I wasn't even standing there. I'm so happy you asked that question because I've never told anyone what was going through my head. So if you watch that scene back, I'm carrying flowers. Right. I was like, not my flowers. They were my flowers. <laughs> that's, that's literally what was going through my head because if anyone really knows me, they know that the way to my heart is through plants. Right. And, oh. and I was all about saving and protecting those roses. And I didn't want anything to happen to them. But it was in the heat of the moment. She and I had a heart to heart and I understood exactly where she was coming from. But I couldn't truly be friends with her until her and Reza squashed everything and then I could move forward with her, which is exactly what happened. Right. But it's like, she's one of my closest friends. We, she and I, we have a lot in common. We talk about plants every day. We send each other random little Instagram videos of animals and we're both very, very similar. We're both very zen. It's just like my soul sisters. Like she and I... Like if anyone is into horoscopes, she is exactly six months opposite of me. So we are literally polar opposites to where we balance each other out. And we just like, we know what the other one's thinking. Right. It's but, amazing. But people almost say that about you and Reza, I feel like. Actually, people say the exact opposite of me and Reza. They're, they're like, oh, Adam is so like quiet and, you know, just boring. And Reza's like, so like outlandish. Right. And, you guys are such opposites, but it, you know, opposites attract for a reason. Exactly. Me and Reza, we understand each other. We accept each other. We meet in the middle. He brings my personality up. I bring him down. So then, then we meet in the middle. And the one thing that I really love about my relationship with Reza, it's like we accept each other for, with our faults. Like we don't pick and choose which parts that we're going to get. It's just like, it's a whole package deal. Right. And that's, what's amazing. Like we listen to each other. We communicate on the regular. We have quality time. We're in bed by 10 and <laughs> we, <laughs> we, um, literally lights are out at 10. Oh, you guys are such cute little homebodies together. Literally, we have, you know, all of our animals and we're just, we have our quiet time to where we just reconnect daily it's just like it's a constant daily communication and it's 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 amazing especially with quarantine it's just like we've grown so much together as a couple during quarantine because i'm used to him always being on the go it's just right. like it's like oh you're gonna go away to do an interview in new york okay i'll, I'll be here for a week by myself I'll, right and i see you but now it's like with quarantine it's like he's gotten into gardening he's not on his phone as often and Quarantine has been so favorable for the both of us that we're just 
we're great. We're chill. We're happy. We're lucky to have each other. I love that. Especially because, you know, as we saw last season, like you said, it was such a dark time. Yeah. How did you two work through that and get through that toughness? Oh, God, we have each other's back. I tell him, like, I'm so open with him to the point where he's like, lie to me. Stop telling me so much. Like, like back off. He knew that everything was a huge manipulation for camera time and storylines. And that's all that it was. And Reza knew that. And everything was blown out of proportion and turned into something that it should never have been turned into. Right. And Reza and I, we, he knew about the whole scenario, the whole weasel gate, so to speak. And, right. And, <laughs> and it's just like, I think Leah Mob said this. It's like, or someone said this on another reality show. It's like, if you had to bring it up two years later on camera, then it, you know it's fake. Right. That's exactly what it was. And I hadn't been friends with this person in well over two years. And it's just like, okay, you want some camera time? Sure, go, whatever. I'm not going to ever see you, talk to you, encourage any type of relationship. So I just had to put Reza first and focus on us and not all that outside chatter, which is, it benefited both of us because we had each other's back from jump and that's how we manage to stay together. And that's why we work. It's just like relationships are about communication. Right, that's amazing. I mean, I felt bad as a viewer. The whole thing with MJ, you guys were so close. How did you feel? Like we've saw everything so much with Reza and MJ and everything that happened in the fallout. But like, how did you feel? You were just as close with her. And then she does all this and sets all this stuff up and, you know, tries to basically get in between you two and ruin your guys' marriage. What were you thinking? Like, why? That's exactly what was going through my head. I was just like, why? It's like, I literally would talk to her for hours every morning. And it's just like, even up until she went into the hospital, my very last text message to her was, oh, I love you guys. You know, I'll talk to you soon. And after that, it's just like everything came out. And I'm like, what is she doing? I don't understand this. And I still don't understand it. And she, she has her reasons. I can only assume what those reasons are. But at the end of the day, Rez is my priority. My relationship's my priority. And he and I are happy and content with each other. And I'm just happy where we're at. That's the silver lining. Why do you think she did it, though? Honestly, like, I, I think she, she most likely did it for a storyline because at that point in time, she hadn't signed her contract and she wasn't sure if she was gonna come back on uh, onto the show for the season. And she, she created enough controversy that involved her right. to where they were forced to bring her back. With that being said, I'm not 100% sure if she was not coming back. I just know at that point in time, she, there was no mention of her coming back. So by creating all this controversy that involved her, that ensured that she had a, a voice that needed to be heard. And that's how she came back. Insane. You know, because like we watch TV and you don't really put yourself in the other person's shoes. Like I'm watching it and I'm thinking of you two. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like your guys' best friend. Not only are you losing the best friend, but then they're creating all of this stuff against you guys. And I just don't feel like people really get that. And I just felt so bad for you two. And then on top of it, then Tommy gets involved and he comes to your guys' house. What even were you thinking then? You know, 
you're dealing with the stuff that MJ has done to you and to Reza. And then all of a sudden, Tommy's coming to your house and vandalizing it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a very dark time for everyone. I feel bad for Tommy. And I say that because I genuinely think Tommy has a great heart. Tommy is a great father. He only, when she was pregnant, she was, he was always so excited about being that father. And so him being involved, I understand he was protecting MJ and standing up for her when she couldn't, but he had Reza on the phone. He was on our way to the house when we were in the car and he had Reza on the phone. And he's like, Reza, I'm coming to get you. You better watch out. He easily could have said to Reza on the phone, hey, dude, we got to talk because this right. is not cool. But yeah, you lie in the bed that you make. Yes. yes. So he came over, vandalized our home like a not very smart person. And so then obviously we were going to file charges because that's not cool. There's a lot of damage that happened. How do you come back from that? Right. We have a restraining order. We still have a restraining order. And it's just like, you don't come back from that. And if you do, like how? Why do you still have a restraining order? Do you think, are you worried about him coming after you guys? Oh, here's the funny thing about that. We went in asking for a restraining order that would last a year. The judge had granted us three years instead based off of things that happened in the courtroom that, that I wasn't there for. What Tommy <laughs> did. Yeah, like... His behavior. His behavior. There was his statement. It's like the judge in our favor, granted us three years instead of one. And the reason why we still have the restraining order, it's not because we're afraid for our safety or our lives, but we do feel safer with it being in place. Right. It's kind of like like someone attacks you with a knife. It's like, oh, you stabbed me once. Okay, I'll forgive you. And then the person comes and stabs you again. It's like, what are you going to do? Right. He came over with a baseball bat, a, base, a metal baseball bat. It's like, you don't come back from that. So have you guys even assuming there is no relationship with MJ right now? There is. Like everything is in a much better place. I've spoken to her. Reza's spoken to her. We're all in a very cordial place right now. It's baby steps. It's a right. lot of baby steps. But not with Tommy. No, because we have a restraining order. We're not able to have any contact with him at all. So if there is any communication, it has to go through MJ. So MJ can be the middle person to relate or relay our information to the to Tommy. How does that work though? You're having a relationship with MJ, but her husband, are they still married? As far as I know. I mean, I read an article saying she was threatening divorce, but I don't know. I read that too. I was wondering if you, do you think they'll get a divorce? I have no comment on that. I, I wish them the best. I mean, to, for anyone to go or have to go through a divorce, like seeing my friend Gigi go through a divorce, it was just a long, drawn out, stressful process. And I don't wish that on anyone. And that's with no kid. She did that with no baby. Yeah. yeah. So I hope they're, they're happily married because they have a kid. Right. Is that nuts though? You're attempting to, are you and Reza are both trying to talk to MJ again and build a friendship? We both have. We, we both have talked to her one-on-one, -on -one, Reza more often than I have. So at the end of the day, I don't wish her ill will at all. I hope she's doing great. I hope she's great where she is with her relationship with Tommy and with her son. It's like, I, I'm just so busy. Like, I don't have time for the drama or the negativity. It's like, I work, I have a job, I have a house to take care of. It's, it's right. a lot. Your it's man. Oh, yeah, especially Reza. Reza is takes up like 75% of my time. <laughs> That's it? I thought you were going to say like 99.999%. No, I, I got to put work 
somewhere in there and that's all. <laughs> and talking wow. to me <laughs> do you think you know it's i was wondering though because you and Gigi and reza went through such a dark time after everything that happened is there any world that exists that you and reza see yourself getting back together with mj in the way that you have with Gigi? many years down the road like there's a lot of heartache on both sides I've moved past that heartache, but I still had never confronted that heartache with MJ. Right. Because she doesn't know how I felt. She doesn't know how hurt that I was. She knows how hurt Reza was because they've, they've talked. They've talked on camera last season. They've talked several times since then. And when it comes to their relationship, like my, my emotions were never taken into consideration. Right, right. Yeah. Right. That's what I was saying. Like we all saw the two of them, but never you and how you were dealing with it and how you felt and what it meant to you. But at the end of the day, like I truly wish her the best. That's amazing that you say that. And again, that's what makes you such a freaking amazing person is because most people would not be saying that. I can tell you this, especially when you still have to have a restraining order against her husband. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's easier to forgive and let go than to hold on to that grudge. Right. And I learned that from Reza because Reza, he gave me, put more of a pep in my step, so to speak. Oh, I love that. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's wonderful. He just makes me feel good. Early in, in that fallout, he had to remind us, us, that, hey, we're, we have a great, you know, we have a house, we have, you know, our animals, we're financially great, we're emotionally great, we have each other's backs. And that is the little key piece of information that we kept on reminding each other. That you have each other above all. Okay, speaking of having something else though, what's going on with kids, Adam? Nothing yet, nothing yet. We both want kids. It's just, there's never, there's never a perfect time and it's so expensive. Okay, can I tell oh. you something? Two things oh. as a mom with two maniacs under three. Tell me. There's never a good time. And I'm sure you've heard that. Like legit, there's never a good time, ever. So that's why I feel like sometimes you just do it. You just take the plunge. And yes, kids are expensive as hell. Mm -hmm. But like in the end, that's why you make them, you know, superstars and they can be your 401k. Like I look at my kid and I'm like, keep playing those sports. You're my 401k, you little shit. Like look, look how much money I'm shelling out right now. No, I mean, they are, they are expensive, but it is an investment I can tell you from experience, so worth it. Like, it's easier if you're straight to have kids, but as a gay couple, it's like you got to go through the process of looking for an egg donor and then surrogate. And it's like, do you maintain the, the relationship with the surrogate? It's like a huge price tag and it's a huge commitment. Right. Honestly, it's like, I, I can't imagine having like newborns during quarantine. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. lot. It's a, newborns... But it's not just quarantine. It's newborns anytime are insane. But again, it's like you get through the the miserable part. Now when you ask a parent, they don't remember the first four months. Now everything is great and amazing, right? They don't remember the hell that you go through. Because then it's like, at Gigi, I'm sure she's went through that. And now... Actually, she didn't. She, I mean, she had her ups and downs, but they weren't anything like really negative. She'd be like, oh my God, like... Is he okay? Like, I'm worried about him. I need to hurry up and get home. That was the, the extent of, of her baby problems. Okay, I need to talk to her if I'm not going to have another kid. <laughs> do you see, though, do you, uh, like, right now, first reaction, do you see kids in the future with you two? I do. I just don't know when. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. listen, you never know. Maybe I sparked a little something, something, and you guys are going to drink some, some wine tonight and have a conversation well, about it. Actually, here's my husband right now. What up, Reza? Yes, oh, oh. he Yeah, he's like, I'm not listening to her. <laughs> are you guys filming at all? We, we have filmed the following season. I just don't know if it's, I know there's been some posts about doing the confessionals. I'm not sure if it's been announced yet. That, but you guys have filmed. It's all wrapped. Yeah, it's all wrapped. Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh. Are you kidding? It's going to, it's going to be a great season. Rez and I, like you, you see us like do more work on our home and how we've evolved during quarantine. It's, and how we like life in general, life in quarantine, it's just been so happy and peaceful and you get to see that. And it's just, it's a great, humbling, happy season. I love that. Okay. Well, speaking of your man, I like to play a little game. Okay. Are you down yes. to play a game? Yes. Yes. Okay. So it is a, it's about Reza and it's rapid fire. So the first thing that comes to your mind, okay. It's called fave five. Your favorite body part of Reza's? Lips. Liz. What's Reza's favorite body part of yours? My butt. You. All right. Favorite place you love to kiss him? Lips. <laughs> favorite place he loves to kiss you? My butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love this. Okay. Your favorite pet name that you call him? Big guy. Big guy. The favorite pet name he calls you? Two. He calls me Zap and he calls me Zeddy. Zap? Yeah. What does that mean? Because his mom, my mother-in-law, she she can never remember Zeddy, so she calls me Zappy, and then it gets evolved into calling me Zap. <laughs> That's so cute. I love that. Okay. Favorite color underwear of his? Black. Or no underwear? I don't like black underwear. Black underwear. Okay. Favorite place, Adam, to do the do outside of the bedroom? Oh, outside of the bedroom. Probably the pool, jacuzzi. Look at you just saying it so like the pool. Nonchalant. <laughs> I love you. What a great way to end it. Adam, thank you for playing my game Faye Five about you and Reza. That was amazing. Before you leave me, because I've taken up so much of your time, what is the best part of you filming all these seasons that you have filmed? What is, would you say, the one thing that was your favorite? Probably the opportunities we, we get to, to have while we're filming. It's like normally if, if you're a person who just watches TV, you don't get to go to these places that are behind the scenes. So you get these special VIP opportunities to uh, wedding anniversary, went to an animal sanctuary. And it's like we got to go behind the scenes and see them and pet them and just get to be with, with these animals. It's just like things like that, just like, wow. It's just like you, you don't ever get that type of opportunity if you're just like an average person, like an average viewer. Right, right. Take me with you. <laughs> anytime, anytime you're, you're always invited. But also it's like, there's a lot of pros and cons, but all the pros have been very great because we have people who just want to like treat us and take us into, like I just mentioned, like behind the scenes type of things. Right. And it's just amazing because normally we wouldn't be able to have those opportunities. And it's just great to have those hands-on experiences that's going to last you a lifetime. It's amazing. So wait, I have to ask you one more question. Do you know the housewives when they opened, you know, the wind's blowing and they have their tagline? What would your tagline be? Oh my God. 
Oh, actually, I have one. And I, I thought about this a long time ago. Do you know that, okay, it, I got it from that commercial secret deodorant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that is amazing. No one has ever quoted a deodorant commercial and I love you so much more for just doing that. Adam, <laughs> you are the best. Where can everybody listening who loves you as much as I do, where can they find you on social? Oh, find me on Instagram or Facebook. Those actually Instagram. That's my only place where I'm ever at. Adam, you are a breath of fresh freaking air. I cannot thank you enough for coming on. This was the best seeing you and meeting you, meeting you and talking to you. I, I can't thank you enough for doing this. This was so fun and it totally That's made my day. Time. Thank you, Melissa. It's such a great time. Thank you so much for listening to Sidepiece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Sidepiece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W, at Sidepiece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.